Hello and welcome to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. And today we have another special guest. But before we dive into who our guest is today, Joe is going to remind us of our purpose. Yeah, the purpose of Searching for Service is to you know, give the opportunity for both Rotarians and non-Rotarians to understand service opportunities that are out there in the community, to highlight and have amazing people on that tell great stories about service or about impacts of, of uh, organizations, and to just really empower people to continue to serve their communities. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you for that. So our special guest today is Jonathan Palmer. He is the executive director of the Haley Q. Brown Community Center. It is an honor to have you today, Jonathan. Good morning. Good afternoon. Sorry about that. Uh, It's um, great to be here. Uh, It's also uh, Haley Q. Brown Community Center. Haley. Hallie Q. Brown. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, now, you are a, a fellow Rotarian, but you're a new Rotarian, too, I've been told. Correct? Yes. Uh, we had, um, we've been working uh, with Rotary for a couple of years, and we had one of our team that was a Rotarian uh, left and went to the East Coast. And so... I stepped in at that point and became a member and uh, still getting used to it, still getting a feel for everything. A lot to learn. Uh, There's a ton to learn. Yes, Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, But we've done some great projects together and we've had some great support. So. Wonderful. Well, really, in this first um, segment, we love to get to know our guests just a little bit more. And so let's start off um, with how you became the executive director of Hallie Q. Brown. Great story. So uh, I'm the sixth executive director in our 94 year history. 94 uh, years. Have, 94 years. Yes. Uh, we and I've been here 15 years. Uh, we have uh, a long uh, legacy together of, of being a part of the community. And I came in at a point when the organization was really troubled. Uh, it was um, it hadn't had a permanent executive director in five years. Uh, it had lost uh, a lot of its internal functioning. Uh, it lost uh, some of its funding. And uh, this is about 2007. And uh, United Way and uh, St. Paul Foundation brought together a group of our funders and our board and said, look, you all are in trouble and we want to help. And so we're going to help you with some one-time funding. We're going to put together uh, some things that we think you need to do. First of all, find an executive director. And um, if you go ahead and follow these things, you'll be able to turn yourself around. If not, we're all going to pull our funding and uh, you will just have to see what you can do. No, no pressure. pressure. Yeah. Exactly. Sink or swim. That's, that's... <laughs> well, that's where I come in. Yes. So in, in uh, 2008, um, I, I got hired here at the Senate. They did a, a search and found me. Um, and so I walked in, it was, uh, March 17th in 2008, there was this big parade in town. I'm assuming it was for me, uh, <laughs> a lot of green and orange. Whatever could that be? <laughs> I don't know, but it was a very great welcome to St. Paul. Uh, so. Must have been St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
the uh, so that that's how I got connected to the center and came in. Uh, we were really near the point of closure when I took over. Um, we didn't have a strategic plan. We didn't have uh, financial policies. We didn't even have job descriptions. Um, so I set about working to build a good team uh, to kind of function within the parameters that we had. And when I walked in the door, we had about a million dollar budget, but we had about four days of cash. Um, so if you're not familiar with that term, at days of cash, nonprofits usually use that to measure how long you can operate. If all of your funding stopped today, how many days could you continue to go? So four. Lots of breathing room. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, worked hard, built a good team. Uh, right now we have about 295 days of cash. Oh, wow. Um, so What's over, the healthy the amount then, Jonathan? I, I'm not familiar with that, so I would love to just hear what oh, that amount would be. Most uh, nonprofits look to have 30 to 60 days. Okay. Wow. Okay. Is okay. More than so, so, so you're robust and, and we're, we're doing pretty <laughs> you're good doing now. pretty good. Uh, we, we've uh, really grown, uh, turned around the center, uh, fixed the, uh, the issues and the systemic problems, um, rebuilt a lot of the programs, and have started expanding in the last few years. Uh, we had, we now have a $3.1 million budget. Um, we do a lot of work out in the community, and our staff is committed and dedicated to the work we do. Jonathan, I um, would love to hear where the name um, Hallie Q. Brown came from. Wonderful question. Um, so there's two parts to that. One, who is Hallie Quinn Brown? Mm -hmm. And the second part, why are we named for her? So Hallie Quinn Brown was an African-American uh, elocutionist. Uh, that's a public speaker. Uh person, uh, political activist, and educator. Uh, she's one of those hidden figures of history where mm -hmm. at the turn of the 20th century, she was traveling around Europe and America uh, talking about civil rights issues, talking about suffrage issues. Uh, she spoke before the 1924 Republican National Convention. She campaigned for Calvin Coolidge. Uh, the Republican Party was a little bit different back okay. then. Um, we also had, uh, she had Queen Victoria, with Queen Victoria, after giving a command performance, led the campaign and preserved Frederick Douglass's house in D.C., started the National Association of Colored Women's Clubs, and most people don't know about her because there's no Lifetime original movie or action figure or anything like that. But um, are you on a mission to make that change? <laughs> yes, thank you. That is, that is the, the, the big thing. We've been uh, really pushing to make sure people know her. What's ironic is most people know about Ida B. Wells. Mm -hmm. And Ida B. was a contemporary of hers. And at the same time, Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois were two national figures in the African-American community um, who were kind of political rivals. And Ida B., as well as Hallie Q., were the same. Ida B. worked with uh, W.E.B. Du Bois uh, then Hallie worked with Booker T. But you can't have two women being known for doing the same kind of work in history. It's just forbidden for some odd reason. We can only <laughs> comprehend one woman or one person of color at any point in time. Um, so 
Ida B gets a lot more of, of the credit, but but as you look back in time, as you look back in the records, you see the two of them both working together and sometimes pushing against each other to try to advance uh, suffrage rights and civil rights. Jonathan, we'll get more into the organization uh, in later on in the show, but again, kind of going back to you, what did you do before you joined uh, Hallie Q. Brown's Community Center? So uh, before I did this, I ran a federal program for the city of Minneapolis called the uh, Minneapolis Empowerment Zone. It was a HUD renewal initiative uh, that uh, worked on putting funding and resources into impacted areas of the community. Uh, before that, I ran a neighborhood organization in North Minneapolis. So I'd, for the past 25 uh, plus years, I've worked in kind of public affairs, um, civil you know, rights kind of issues to focus in on helping people around that. Yeah, you've had your hands pretty dirty in, in the soil, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Are you dirty. from the Twin? <laughs> yes, deep in the soil. Yes, I'm, I'm very much, uh, I, you know, I come from a family of service. Um, you know, I come from a school that's very deeply. I went to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, very deeply rooted in service, mm -hmm. uh, very deeply rooted in, in helping people in the community and making a difference. That's so cool. We just had the district governor on, um, Patricia McLeese, who lived in Atlanta, too. I'm not sure if you were Most aware of her that. life, she Yeah, said. it's so incredible. <laughs> Little nice. small world tie in there. So, Well, and Raphael Warnock, uh, Senator, is one of my classmates. Wow. Uh, oh, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> that's very cool. I always love the small world stories. It's this so, is so it, good. Yeah, it's really, it's really great. Um, so how have you been, lived in the Twin Cities for, you know, from college on, or did you grow up around here? Where did you grow up? Uh, I actually grew up on the East Coast in uh, the D.C. metro area. Uh, lived a little bit up and down, but primarily in, in and around D.C. Uh, I actually came out here. I took some time out between my sophomore and junior year in the late 80s. Came out here. My uncle was uh, president of the Minneapolis Urban League at the time. Uh, his name was Gleason Glover, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And he said, come to Minnesota. I'll show you what you're going to do. <laughs> so I came out here for a couple of years, uh, shadowed and mentored under him, learned a lot, went back and finished my undergrad. But I had fallen in love with the Twin Cities when I was up here. I fell in love with the kind of work. And so after I finished my undergrad, I came back up here for grad school at the Humphrey Institute in 97. Uh, and then I've been here ever since then. Wow. Never looked back. Huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> Minnesota. Well, I understand up. you're not allowed to leave Minnesota once you're here. Yeah. <laughs> at least not for very long. Yeah. yeah, not longer than six months at a time. And yeah. we got we got quite a bit of population <laughs> that do say, that. Unless you're a snowbird. <laughs> During the cold times, I think. Right? Yeah. Six yeah. months yeah. sounds about right. Oh, I'm sorry. The eight months of cold that we have. Yeah, yeah it really, it really is. on the year. So much longer. So. Well, in the in the next segment, we'll really dive into some. You know, want to learn more about the center um, and, and really the work, uh, the work. And I know there's mm -hmm. a bunch of different service areas and how you're expanding. And uh, it's, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> for for over 15 years how you took it from from it, almost uh, four days from failure to <laughs> to where you are today. It's incredible. Well, so we're going we're gonna to head out right now. Go ahead, right. take us out. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. We'll be back. 
Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. If you are tuning in for the first time, we have an amazing guest on today, um, Jonathan Palmer, who's the executive director of the Hallie Q. Brown Community Center. Um, and we really just realized we had a, a bit of a fault here. We never dove into what exactly is the purpose of the Hallie Q. Brown Community Center, what it does, what is its purpose. What's so the mission? Let's, let's go into that and share with our listeners, Jonathan. <laughs> That, that is a really great piece. Um, so our, our organization has been around, as I said, for 94 years, um, and it focuses in on uh, basic service. So, you know, our mission is to improve the quality of life in the community by providing access to critical human services, um, fostering and promoting African-American heritage, uh, personal growth, self-sufficiency, and self-determination and developing community leadership. We like to make sure people know we're an African-American organization that's open to everybody. So 
we were founded in 1929 when St. Paul um, and a lot of America was largely still segregated. And there were, there were not places for people of color to be able to go and access services, uh, be able to gather and, and do social things. Um, and so in St. Paul, the YWCA had tried to do a colored branch uh, in 1929. That didn't really work out. So a group of community members uh, and organizations and churches, the St. Paul NAACP branch, uh, St. Paul Urban League, uh, all come together and we were formed out of that. Um, and then they had an essay contest to name the center. So that's where our name comes from. Herbert Howell, who was a Hamlin student, wrote about Hallie Quinn Brown and her impact. And as far back as 1890, she was coming up to the Twin Cities every couple of years, speaking at the Black social clubs, speaking at the uh, Black churches, um, and sharing community messages. And so we started out in the, in the Union Hall at 553 Aurora. And uh, we're there. We soon expanded so much in there that they sold the building to us in 1940. <laughs> wow. The interesting thing about that was that it had been a group of African-American masons and odd fellows who had come together. They weren't getting access at white union halls. And they said, you know what? We're just going to build our own. So they built it in 1913, had a mortgage burning ceremony in 1923. Oh, funny. And we moved in. Yes. I mean, it, it is just a, a phenomenal story. Um, and uh, we that building, unfortunately, is one of the casualties of the highway coming through hmm. the Ronald community. So for people who aren't aware, in the 60s, uh, when they were doing the highway projects, they decided to put Highway 94 right through the middle of the Rondo community, which is a historically African-American community. Um, even though there were other routes it could have gone on, there was another major proposed routes. Uh, the city fathers decided that they needed to clean up the slums. Um, and what when you look at the organizations that were here, when you look at the social clubs, when you look at the businesses, it was clearly not slums. Um, in one of his last years as mayor, Chris Coleman issued an apology on behalf of the city and on behalf of the mayor's office and said this was racism, plain and simple. This did not have to happen. It shouldn't have happened. And uh, an apology was issued to the community. Um, so when the highway came through, a lot of homes were destroyed. A lot of homes were picked up and moved, taken from African-American families and sold to white families. Uh, there's a lot of atrocities within that, but we worked with the city of St. Paul to build the Martin Luther King Center, which is where we are located now. Um, so Hallie paid for a third of the cost of the construction and the project and partnered with the city for the other two thirds on one of the first HUD Neighborhood Service Center grants. Oh, and cool. out of that is a center that opened in 1972 um, and is partnerships for community and for us. Um, I am talking a lot. Sorry. About no, that. It's, no, it is, is so is, good. No, it's so good. Great. I <laughs> I personally had heard about the um, interstate project and going through the Rondo community. I, I served um, for a while at, as a part of an ambassador of the St. Paul Chamber. And so in doing so, there was a lot that you learned about just the communities around the downtown St. Paul area. And so it's, it's even more um, interesting to hear the kind of the premise of all of that and 
the behind the scenes too. <laughs> so thank yeah. you. It really is. So what services are you guys providing? I know there's a number of them, but what are the biggest areas that you guys focus in on? Well, we focus in on early childhood education. Mm. So uh, we have an early learning center that was originally an FDR New Deal program. So it has been around since 1929. Uh, it is, and it's grown and expanded right now. It goes from six weeks on up to five years. It is four-star parent aware rated, which is the highest rating of daycare centers in Minnesota. Um, has a sliding fee scale, scholarships, um, and support, and it works on foundational education for young children. That's uh, incredible. We then yeah. have Hmm? That's incredible. Well, and we've had several people on the show where we talked about early childhood development and just the importance of having those services available. And and when they're not there, the level of how far behind you get mm-hmm. so quickly and never catch up, it, the, the statistics are just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very much so. And, and we saw that a lot uh, – during the the pandemic mm. uh when that hit uh, we were an essential services agency and so we stayed uh, open to provide uh child care and education services and then uh, basic needs services so that brings us over to a second area we work in uh which is basic needs we have a food shelf and a clothing closet uh and we have a community support navigator that helps family connect to resources that we don't have you know, we, anybody who comes to us for services never comes for just one thing. Mm-hmm. There's always food and housing or it's childcare and employment. And so our community sport navigator helps connect them to the other resources. If we don't do it, we know somebody who does. And so if we can connect them into that, that makes a huge difference. Um, our food shelf has grown astronomically, especially during the pandemic. We had a 4,000% increase in new clients. Whoa. Uh, and did 1.5 million pounds of food during that time. Um, it is, it, it is, it's, it's an incredible thing. One of the things that happened is um, some food shelves had to go to a prepacked box. Mm. Um, some had to go and close down. We innovated and created an online order form wow. and kind of like Instacart and people could then go in and just select what they needed. A, a prepacked box is is a good thing. I, I don't want to run that down at all. But if you've got food allergies, mm-hmm. if you have uh, religious preferences, if you're just a vegetarian who doesn't want three pounds of hamburger in a prepacked box, it doesn't serve your family as well as being able to select what's right for your household. Mm-hmm. Well, and it gets um, wasted then too. I mean, that's right. the yeah. other piece of it. So Exactly. And so with that, we had people coming in. We're located in St. Paul. We have people coming in from Rochester, from St. Louis Park, from Lakeville. And because they could get specifically what they needed for their household, we pack it up and just put it in their, their trunk of their car, or we deliver within 10 miles of the center. Um, some of the, the far away uh, families have stopped coming because their food shelf has opened back up, but we still have ones from the first and second ring suburbs who come in, not just because of the variety, but because of how they're treated by our team. Mm-hmm. Customer service is one of our top priorities and people who come to us, they're not clients, they're not numbers, they're part of our community mm. and yeah. we treat them like that. So I should ask, as we go through each server or each area of focus, 
what are the opportunities for people to um, support, volunteer for, yeah. we should probably go back to the early childhood and then the food shelf, um, but are there opportunities for people in each area to, to support? There are, and and maybe I'll tell you what, I, I'll I'll do a quick run through of the services and then I can Perfect. tie Perfect. in yeah. into the that sounds good. areas. Because again, you get me talking about the services in the center, <laughs> I will be here for three hours <laughs> and we will run through all the recording. Uh, so we have seniors, we have uh, two senior groups, uh, the retired men's group and the magnificent golden agers, it's the men's and women's group. They're largely ones who grew up in the Roundup community, but not exclusively. Um, they do some active things. We have some programming for them. Uh, we also have a youth enrichment program. So it's before and after school care uh, and then full day care uh, during the summer, uh, kindergarten through about fifth uh, grade. And so it gives families one place to drop off their kids because the, the older kids, the school age kids, their buses pick up here and drop back off here. Um, then we have a multi-service center administration, which is a fancy $15 phrase for, we bring a bunch of programs together and make them accessible to the community. So Prepare and Prosper does free tax preparation during the tax season here. Uh, Project Cheer has been partnering with us for over 50 years. They're a program at the Schubert Club that does free music lessons for low-income families. Uh, the St. Paul NAACP is based out of here. So we have a number of organizations that use our space to access the community. Uh, we have a historical archive, uh, which chronicles the history of the Rondo community. Um, it's also something you can visit online. Uh, some of the, the historical photos are there, but it goes ahead and preserves uh, photos, artifacts, uh, brings together history into a place that's in the community, accessible to people and visible to people. Uh, and then the Last area we have is uh, anti-racism anti awareness. So it's working with uh, organizations and people around racism, understanding systemic racism. And in 2020, the world figured out that it still existed. You know, we thought it was all gone with Barack Obama's election, but no, turns out there's a few more things to happen. So working with people to understand strategies that they can employ in their organization or ways that they can bring it into their community or their lives. Beautiful. We're going to actually wrap up with this segment. We're going to continue on with all of this into the next one. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. Thanks for listening. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. 
Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. And if you're tuning in for the first time, we have our special guest, Jonathan Palmer, who is the executive director of the Halley Quinn Brown Community Center. So um, thanks for uh, joining us back in for this next segment, Jonathan. We were we were talking a lot um, in that last segment about what it is that the Halley Q. Brown Community Center focuses on. There's um, different segments. Um, I don't know. Did we did we finish up with all of those? I think, I think you got to expand on the, yeah. last, the last area. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we, we, we covered most of them. Um, but what we didn't really get into was um, – the, the volunteer opportunities. So one of the things that's really important for us and the ways people can uh, support the center is volunteer opportunities, is donations of uh, funds or resources, um, and then also just kind of sharing our story and, yeah. and letting people know about us. Word of mouth. Um, we get. You would be surprised how many uh, referrals we get from word of mouth. We have a 250 student waiting list right now. Wow. For the early childhood development? For the early childhood center and the, and the youth enrichment. And it's because, um, you know, families really appreciate the service they get here and, and the education. And can uh, we so go we, back to the early childhood for a second? Um, yeah. Rotary District 5950 has an initiative that is Preschool for Success. Yeah. Have you looked into any of that partnership with Rotary to really put a, like a a megaphone really on your program because mm-hmm. it sounds like that we should be listening to you yeah. in the way that you guys have modeled your program to help shape what we're trying to to really push to the district and club levels yeah mm-hmm. uh we have not that is we'll, we'll, I'm, have I'm to we'll, that we'll make that connection we'll make that connection because because i mean if from from the sounds of the success that you guys have seen 
I'd be really curious to see what overlap and maybe if there's, you know, learning opportunities between, because the the early childhood program came out of Forest Lake for Rotary here that that we've implemented district-wide through the the club level. Our club is doing it on our level in Edina. Mm -hmm. Um, And it'd just be really interesting to kind of compare notes and compare what works, what like just really kind of supercharge that partnership that you know you just started with Rotary and to be able to really help your organization. Yeah, um Gala Holmgren is the the person um that we'll make that connection with um so I I think one, that you'll enjoy that. <laughs> that that would be great. I mean we one of the things uh that's really important to us is partnerships. Mm-hmm. There there is so much need um that we always are looking for who can we partner with what kind of things can we do that helps our families and and changes the outcomes for children that improves the quality of life for them mm-hmm. so that is wonderful we'd love to do that yeah and i'm i'm going to guess that as we go through this show and we start to connect dots and all the things that you work on is that there's going to be a, a rotary initiative that probably partners with yeah. you very well yeah or that you really should be informing to them because it sounds like that you yeah. guys have had such good success. I mean, I'm, I'm really fascinated by that. Yes, uh, we, we. I cannot tell you how many families we've had come through here where uh, the children come in and uh, they are behind. Um, mm-hmm. They a lot of times get uh, written off as being problematic in the classroom or not being able to learn. And it's because somebody hasn't really drilled down to their specific learning style mm-hmm. and gotten a little bit more understanding of them. Um, and that's one of the things we saw a lot during the pandemic. We had, um, I, I'm not criticizing because nobody knew what to do in the pandemic, right. but you know, the schools were, were trying, but they were meeting with kids who were in the same classroom at all different times. Mm-hmm. And some of them would be as early as seven in the morning before the kids had even had breakfast. And then some would be as late as 1030 when it's time to start shifting towards the afternoon and activities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really do a good job of uh, connecting into the families and connecting into the young people. And so we know if this child is not going ahead and focusing on their schoolwork, it's because this issue is going on in the household or this issue is going on in their personal life. And we can help redirect that and then focus in on learning the way they need to. <laughs> so I'm sure there's a lot of crossover mm, um, mm-hmm. and some opportunity to learn from each other. Yeah. What's the volunteer component? What has that looked like for the Hallie Q Brown Center? Um, how are you... Um, how are you bringing people on for that volunteer component? We have uh, a site uh, section of our websites for volunteers um, and it lists uh, kind of the opportunities and kind of job descriptions. Um, So I'll just give you kind of a great overview. Usually somebody, we usually have either individual volunteers or groups or corporate groups. Um, the, The groups you either come from like a corporation that has decided they want to do a day of service or they have a group that want to come in or works with one of our partners like Hands on Twin Cities to bring in a group like that, um, or United Way as well. 
the individuals are generally people who say, you know, I've got some extra time in my week. I want to help out. Um, we have about um, 25 volunteers within our food shelf that give us at least, you know, five to 10 hours a month. Um, and it's kind of consistent. And they come in and they may help with stocking our shelves. They may help with picking up uh, the food. Uh, Monday through Friday, we have a far free farmer's market. They may staff that and, and give that out to people in the community. Um, so there's a lot of volunteer opportunities around that. There's volunteer opportunities around um, some of the upkeep. So doing some of the tending to the garden or doing some of the landscaping or painting uh, the, some of the walls in the building, helping to reorganize places. Uh, we also have some more finely tuned volunteer opportunities in like our archive. Um, part of the mission with that is taking uh, these old photos and identifying who's in the photos, uh, working with people from the community, a lot, a lot of them seniors who will recognize people and say, oh, I remember him. I should have married him. And it's like, your husband's right there. And, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, oh, he can't hear me. Um, <laughs> he so, can't hear me. <laughs> there, there's, there's some great and very interesting opportunities. One of the best, uh, the, the, the best ones, I think, they'll come when we do special kind of events. Mm -hmm. So one of the places uh, that Rotary has partnered with us um, has been we do an annual Halloween party for the community. Um, it's the Sunday before Halloween, and we have um, uh, cosplayers who come out, people who dress in costume who know, you know, they look like they stepped right off the screen. Um, and, you know, you'll get Captain America and Wonder Woman and all of these mm. characters. Um, and it's great for the kids. And so we give out treats and we have games and activities. Um, the other one of the other great one is uh, Thanksgiving and uh, around Christmas, we do uh, some food giveaways. Uh, so holiday meals um, and uh, Rotary has helped us one with uh, getting the food for those meals and then helping to distribute those out into the community. And we usually do about 500 families um, at, at both Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they get a whole, you know, they get the whole meal that they need, the turkey, all those fixings, dessert, all those kind of fun stuff. The best one, though, my real favorite, is Hallie's Toy Shop. <laughs> we do a... Uh, Toy Drive, um, and we work with partners like Twin Cities Geek, which has, um, it organizes about 50 stores across the, the metro area that collect new and gently used toys. And so if you think of it like Toys for Tots on steroids, um, if you go to Toys for Tots, they you know give you one to two new toys, you specify a girl or a boy toy, and then it's wrapped and you just pick that up. Ours actually allows people to select what they need for their household very cool so if you yeah. got a daughter that wants a science kit she's getting a science kit if you got a son who wants to uh, have an art kit or sewing kit they get that kind of things and it's a lot of really fun things and when you see families get toys a meal and all the things they need to get through the holidays after they've lost a job or they're homeless or some sort of struggle is going on in the house there, there are tears flowing and they start crying you start crying and it's like this whole big thing mm -hmm. of making you feel good 
for just helping people. Well, we got about a minute and a half left of this segment. Can you share us one of your favorite stories of specifically how that was impacting on you? Like a, a, either that toy drive or another a type of um, service that you guys have provided? Yes. So we had uh, a woman who had moved out from California um, and uh, she was looking for childcare and, and programming. Um, her son was behind. She was in a shelter. Um, she'd come from an abusive relationship, moved out here to get a fresh start. She uh, knew about the, the, the programming, the early learning center. We got her child enrolled, but she didn't know about the food shelf. So uh, we got her registered with our food shelf and it was right before Thanksgiving. So we gave her a Thanksgiving meal and she was just overjoyed, took that away. Um, when she came back around Christmas, we asked her, you know, do you need uh, another one? She said, no, I shared that other one with the, the shelter. And we still have some food left over from that. Wow. Wow. The next year, her son was not only caught up, but was reading two grades ahead. Oh my gosh. We asked her if she needed uh, a food basket for Thanksgiving. She said, no, I've actually gotten a job. I've got my own place. And I actually bought two meals and donated them back to the shelter that I was in. And it was thanks to you all being here for us and helping us advance. What a wonderful story. It <laughs> was an amazing sure. story. Uh, we'll, we'll come back. But as a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. 
As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... Like, share, and you can find us by looking for Searching for Service. Took my line. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and take it away, Joe. So, Jonathan, our last segment, we really love to talk about the future, hopes, dreams, aspirations. You know, something specifically I would love to ask you is I've, I've made a ton of notes here in terms of the type of partnerships with Rotary and the the opportunities that I could see in partnering with with your organization, is what are your aspirations and you know future hopes for the partnership with Rotary and the Halley Q Brown Community Center? I am so glad you asked. <laughs> so we there there's three uh, projects that we're working on that we're very excited, um, and there's some opportunity I think for uh, the Rotary to partner partner on a couple of them. Um, One is uh, we got uh, some dollars from the federal government for uh, construction and expansion of the center. Um, And so we're working with uh, the other two partners, which is the city of St. Paul and Penumbra Theater, which is transforming into the Penumbra Center for Racial Healing, uh, to expand the center. We're going to expand classroom space. We're going to expand our food shelf and, and our archive and really want to develop this into the African-American Cultural Center. Um, Penumbra is doing work on racial healing. We're doing work on the constructive dialogues uh, for people and and really try to dig into racial reconciliation and and helping with constructive talks and constructive learning Mm. so that we as a country can move past you know, what we've had in the past that we just really have never addressed and dealt with. Um, so that that's one big area. And the second one is uh, focusing in on um, families. So we've started a pilot project. We've taken four of our families and we're really trying to get at the root of how do you get somebody out of poverty and into a stable long-term life uh, up to the, for lack of a better term, middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, so often we have families that we work with that they are one big bill, one accident, one lost job, one serious situation that disrupts their whole world. Um, and so working with them, We're taking these four families, we're going ahead and wrapping services around them and supports around them 
and they're ones that we know. So we're going to walk all the way through this. Um, and we're really going to look at how do you help somebody have financial literacy? Mm-hmm. You know, too often we don't teach, they didn't teach us in school about how you balance your checkbook yeah. and how do you budget. And most people are paid biweekly you know, and, and they get 26 paychecks a year. Well, that extra paycheck in a month seems like extra money. And we see families who spend it on, you know, doing something nice for themselves or going ahead and doing something fanciful and not realizing that that's part of their budget for the year. Mm-hmm. So helping families to understand that, helping them to get through some of the, the significant systemic situations. And the hope is to come out of this with a white paper and a blueprint that says, this is what it really takes to get somebody out of poverty. You've got to have these services. You've got to have these partners. You've got to have these things working. Um, and so I'm betting some of the rotary initiatives would work into helping the partner around that. Um, if, yeah. if not for anything, but informing and yeah. helping us figure out strategies. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I keep thinking about the, the connection with rotary too, just in human capital and just people mm-hmm. and yes. being able to, you know, help support when you need people. And, you know, I'm thinking of the food shelf. I'm thinking of the early childhood development, especially since, I mean, that's, that's something that's becoming a really large initiative. You're going to have a lot of people that are very familiar with that type of um, service. And just to, well, and then I have to applaud you at just how well of a tactician you are. You can just tell yeah. how systematic that you have created just these amazing processes for this organization. And it's allowed sustainable and uh, you can replicate success. How long is the, the, that program you were just talking about, the pilot pilot that you're working on, how long are you? The length will go until it's done, but we're doing a one year. One year kind of see where it goes. We'll benchmark at a year and see, you know, what has happened with helping. We want to help get them from rental to home ownership, Mm -hmm. you know, because of the stability of that and and the equity that you can build up in that, making sure they have quality jobs. So we've started that. We've uh, just started. We'll go for a year. Um, So and then we'll report out on that and do some assessments um, and be able to see, you know, are the strategies working? Do we need to change them? Do we need to increase them? Or does it just take this amount of time to do the, the necessary steps to help somebody be able to have a good, stable and supportive life. I, I love that you guys are yeah. open to that component is that some of this stuff is going to take time and patience and just yeah. continual, continually reassessing, readjusting and learning along the way versus going, we're going to solve this in a year and be yeah. able to just rubber stamp this over and over and over. Yeah. What was the third aspect you you're, uh, mentioned for Rotary? Oh, uh, the, the third aspect is just building up uh, a lot more of our partnerships and civic engagement mm-hmm. so that, um, one, we want our families to know a little bit more about being involved in the community around them, yeah. uh, being able to connect into opportunities maybe that Rotary has or that are happening with the community and understand you know, the impact of you know, people a lot of times that, don't understand the full scope of politics and uh, government and how those things work. It's, 
I don't like somebody taking my taxes. That's my money and you're taking it away. Okay, but do you realize that also pays for police, fire, the roads you're on, and everything? So connecting those dots and having people to be more civically engaged, more civically educated, uh, so that they can really be engaged with their community. Makes a lot of sense. Um, What, you know, we always like to look to the future in this segment. Where do you hope to see the center in five and 10 years as as you keep uh, growing and and getting this very sustainable place? In in five years, what what I hope is that we've got some construction done. We've expanded uh, some of the footprint and and added some additional space for programming um, and some of the programming that uh, Penumbra and the city also would like to, to put in there. Um, and that we have more people uh, coming in. Um, in 10 years, I want to be able to have real solutions to systemic issues. Uh, it, it, we try to get at poverty all the time. And that's, that's why we start launch this. Many initiatives are trying to get at poverty. We put, you know, let's put X amount of dollars on the table and we'll go ahead and do that. It doesn't help a family to give more money if they don't know how to manage the money right. or they don't know where to, to spend it or mm-hmm. getting a house. Um, so we're really looking at what's real long-term solutions. What are ways that we can address these systemic issues? Because we don't want to keep running into the same things over and over again and dealing with uh, you know the, the things that really block people's lives and get them stuck. And I'm hoping that, you know, in, in 10 years, one, I'll be training a replacement. If not, <laughs> I want to, I want to retire from here, but I also don't, you know, I stay as long as I'm needed when I start sitting and making crotchety remarks and telling people to get off my lawn. That's when we need somebody else. To, to um, but, you know, our, our organization has legacy. And, yeah. and that's what we want is leave that for the future and help to continue that going on. You know, one of the last questions we always like to ask people as we've got a couple minutes here is you have Rotarians and non-Rotarians listening to this show. And, you know, the whole point of this show is about service. If, if there's somebody out there that, that just doesn't know what to do, doesn't, doesn't know where to start, but has this yearning to serve, what is your recommendation to them? My recommendation is one, figure out what you like to do. Mm-hmm. How do you want to be involved or help? Is there something that is of interest to you? Is there something that really either touches your heart or your head or connects into that? Um, and then when you think about that, look around for an organization that does that or talk to somebody um, I get people who talk to me all the time that it's not Hallie that they want to volunteer with, but they want to find a connection. And most nonprofits will do this. Uh, their, their, their EDs will go ahead and talk, have a conversation with somebody. We all approach it from the vantage point of with great power comes great responsibility. And so we're going to connect people in the things that are going to make them happy. And that's the key point. Do something that you enjoy doing. You will not stick with it if you feel like you're compelled to do something but if you want to help people if you want to make a difference if you want to help your community go serve at a food shelf go help out in an after-school program you would be surprised 
what skills you have that could be applicable hmm. to organizations and needs and nonprofits. We are always looking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. We are always happy to have that. Uh, and so reach out to, there's plenty of nonprofits in your area. You can go to 211.org and find them too. Love it. Well, Jonathan, we've, we've really enjoyed you on the show. You can tell us. that you enjoy you. what you do and what you do to serve. So it was an honor. thank you so much for all that you do and the Hallie Q. Brown Community Center. Thank you for listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. It's time to stop searching. And start serving. See you next week.